Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. Well, I think as we are beginning a new year, one of the things that we think about a lot, of course, is taking better care of ourselves. But for many, that is not always seen as an easy thing to do, and for some, they feel as though the care they get may not be equal to that of others. Well, if you have found yourself in a situation like that or had conversations about the disparities when it comes to health care and also taking care of one another. Our next guest has written a book I think you guys are really find fascinating. We're excited to welcome Dr. Brian H. Williams to our broadcast today. His new book is called The Bodies Keep Coming, Dispatches from a Black Trauma Surgeon on Racism, Violence, and How We Heal. We'll talk to Dr. Williams not only about the writing of the book, but the reflection of his own life and career, what it's been like for him to think about the things he's seen, but also the conversation he wants to be a part of. If you'll just now finding out about the book, we will remind you how you can get your own copy of it. Dr. Williams, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Cyrus, thank you very much for having me. It's a tremendous honor to be here today. Well, the pleasure is definitely all mine. I read this book with a lot of interest, and I want to definitely give a shout-out to our friends at Gilly Under Public Relations for putting it on my radar because I think as we're beginning a new year, Dr. Williams, these conversations are so important uh, as people are thinking about their own health care, thinking about their own wellness and well-being. I think a book like this will speak to them. What has it been like for you as an author and also, of course, as a physician to see the conversations already coming from it? Well, I, I wrote this book through my lens as a trauma surgeon, uh, really focusing on what I've seen in regards to the epidemic of gun violence and the lives I've seen destroyed uh, by firearms. Uh, but I use it as a jumping-off point to talk about some of the bigger issues that we're dealing with, uh, healthcare affordability and accessibility, uh, structural racism, what that means as far as a health policy and how we can actually do the work to create communities where everyone can thrive. So I, I wrote that book, and it's allowed me to talk about these things with, you know, many people outside of medicine who are interested in solutions but may not know how to create them. And I think it's important that we have a voice like yours, Dr. Williams, uh, for a few reasons. I want to get into what you share about your own backstory uh, as well. But I love the fact that as we are kind of thinking about the way that science is looked at, healthcare is looked at, it is so fascinating to me, Dr. Williams, and I'm curious as to what it's been like for you to hear about. There is so much mistrust these days. Um, not only, of course, when it comes to what we hear from, you know, from healthcare professionals, but in particular when it comes to minorities and their feelings about how they're looked at. Some of them thinking, you know, they're being treated as guinea pigs. Others thinking they're not getting the help that they need. You address that even in the bodies keep coming, but what has it been like for you to be a part of that conversation, how even individuals' feelings about going to the doctor or going to see a doctor? I mean, it's really disheartening when you think about it that all of us at some point in our lives, we need to see a doctor, but what would it feel like if you could, one, could not afford to see a doctor, and two, if you didn't trust the healthcare system? And particularly for black people in this country who have been exploited in medicine, who have been ignored by the healthcare system, uh, that sense of disenfranchisement is, is much worse. And I, having been on the front lines, I've seen the suffering in my patients and felt that although I was doing good work one-on-one -on -one with patients, 
there's much more I could do and like we need to do collectively to to erase this sense of disempowerment. And I just heard a, a story today that was talking about how people even post COVID now have more distrust of the healthcare system. Yeah. And we need to reverse that, right? We need to do the work to earn the trust of uh, our communities. Because to get into this, this profession, at least I did, with certain ideals about how I'm going to serve humanity. We get into this profession to be healers. And when people do not trust us, that makes the work, the work that much more difficult. And that's what I want to try to change. There is a great conversation that you have in the book, Dr. Williams, uh, with a, a fellow doctor, Dr. Lee. And um, you all are, are having this conversation about not only, of course, yourself uh, in your profession, but also the way you see your profession. I want to read a bit of that and we discuss it because I think it's interesting to kind of think about what you brought to, you know, your your profession as a, as a physician, but also your feelings about those you were working with. Uh, the conversation begins with him saying to you, Williams, if there is something that can't be done, you get it done. You reply, yes, sir. If there's something we can't get, you find a way to get it. You reply, yes, sir. You're always running from the time you hit the door to the time you go home. He grinned again. You replied, yes, sir. And when a patient tells you they feel like they're dying, believe them. You reply, yes, sir. I thought that was fascinating in the light of what we've been seeing even in the past year, Dr. Williams, about people feeling as though they're not being heard. Talk to us about that because, you know, there are people, we've been seeing them on the news, you know, especially when it comes to women, when it comes to childbearing, you know, they're feeling like their doctors are not listening to them, that they know something's not right. Talk to us about that conversation with Dr. Lee and what that looked like for you kind of thinking about where we find ourselves today. Yeah, yeah, I I chuckle hearing that scene again because, you know, the book is a memoir. I use episodes from my life to bring the reader into the story and then teach you some things along the way. And prior to my being a doctor, you know, I was an Air Force veteran. I went to the Air Force Academy. So I already had this certain rigid way of doing things. And as a surgical intern, that that kind of fit well because surgery is very hierarchical. So there I am getting these orders from my chief resident. He's directed me how I can become a better doctor. And I, I, I definitely wanted to be someone who listened to my patients who saw the shared humanity in their suffering, no matter their background. This is not about race or class or sexual orientation or whatever category you put people in. We all have this shared humanity, and we as healers have to honor that and recognize that in order to do what we can to promote health. And as you said, right now people are very distrustful of the healthcare system for many reasons. I think people even within healthcare are a little bit disheartened <laughs> by what, what's happening. But there are many good people that are trying to change things, right? I see people every day that just inspire me to do what we can to improve the system, make it more accessible, and then just create healthy communities all around us. So there, this, this book is meant to be hopeful. There is hope. I outline yeah. a path towards healing, and we, we just continue to move forward. Yeah, but and that is so true. And as someone who is a natural optimist, Dr. Williams, I appreciated that about the book. But I also have to tell you and commend you on the fact that 
You have some very hard conversations in this book, and there are things that you did not have to put in here that you did, and I'm so glad that you did because it reminds us of you know what I myself, growing up in the South, have always realized that for some people it doesn't matter that you're a doctor. For some people it doesn't matter what you've achieved. You talk about that in Chapter 14 of the book, Backlash, and you you have a conversation with another black doctor, and he said to you this, Brian, you and I exist in spaces we were never meant to occupy. We know we belong, but we always have to stay vigilant. The game is different in academics, and nobody tells us the rules. Plus, they change the rules when they want to anyway. And you say this, uh, Dr. Williams, this I knew, but I still clung to the belief that merit, service, and sacrifice mattered. And yet in that chapter, you go on to talk about you know, how the events of your life made you feel like, as you say in the book, that eight-year-old boy on the baseball field that you were able to reflect on. You said, I showed nothing, I did nothing, and after quelling a flash of rage, I felt nothing. What was it like for you in writing this book? As you talked about the broader picture, Dr. Williams, to think about yourself and the sacrifices you've had to make just to do the work that you love to do. When I wrote this book, I wanted it to be inspiring to the reader. I wanted to, uh, the, the reader to be forced to take some sort of action at the end. And my uh, editor uh, helped me pull this out because in the beginning she said, look, you're holding something back. You need to put it all on the page. So I stopped writing as if I were being watched and just put it out there into the book. And then from that cold, what I wanted to do as far as a story uh, to inspire people to action. So the, that, that just, that takes courage on each of us, right? To be willing to fillet ourselves open, put all the, the nitty gritty stuff out there for public consumption. And then that can lead to change, right? Because stories lead to connection Connection can lead to action, and action can lead to just social transformation. So I felt comfortable enough about putting that in there, knowing that, you know, the unsavory parts of my life and my psyche were there for people to consume, uh, analyze, and ridicule. But in the end, it's not about me. It is not about me. It is about what we can do together to transform society. Yeah, and I'm going to spend the rest of our conversation together talking about the us. I think that's a great segue. I want to say for those who are just tuning in and on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Dr. Brian H. Williams to our broadcast today. As you guys can tell, the book he's written is so powerful and timely. It's called The Bodies Keep Coming, Dispatches from a Black Trauma Surgeon on Racism, Violence, and How We Heal. I want to talk about now about how we do that, how we heal. Dr. Williams, what was your hope? Because you do address the fact that for one thing, of course, um, there are people who you know who do treat, especially when it comes to patients, do treat black people differently. It's just a fact, and we hear these stories all the time. But what do you hope readers of the book, regardless of their age and even their profession, realize about the importance of having this dialogue, but also looking for ways that we can make it better? Readers, one, should recognize that health care as an entity and an industry is so central to our society in many ways, whether it's the economy, uh, jobs, just keeping communities and people healthy, and how we can all have a part in making it better and affordable and more accessible to everyone around us. But on top of that, like interwoven to that whole discussion is what it means to recognize 
the shared humanity of our neighbors and people we do not know. That's what it comes down to. Can I care as much about you, Cyrus, and your family, having never met you, uh, and do the work so that we can all, all thrive? And for me, when I wrote the book, at the end, I decided I needed to do more. Uh, I, I was a doctor. I went to that training. I was taking care of patients. But I decided that, you know what, after doing this book, I am now going to run for Congress and become the first trauma surgeon in Congress and just do what I can to uh, transform healthcare in this country. For you, that action may be something different. But at a minimum, you have to see the world differently. You cannot look at the world the same before reading that book than you do afterwards. And what you're going to do, that call to action is, is, is up to you. Yeah, such a great thing. It's such, I think, a, a powerful realization for us all. I think it, you mentioned something earlier, and I did not touch on it myself, but I definitely want to give you the opportunity to talk about it. You, you mentioned, of course, one thing that really, you know, kind of spurred you was was gun violence, and that being one of the things, of course, that so many are dealing with. But of course, people of color seeing so much of that. Talk to us about the conversations you wanted to have, Dr. Williams, about that, about the importance of violence they are found in the subtitle. Uh, and what we need to realize about ways to be able to address it. Uh, we cannot talk about gun violence prevention, gun violence without talking about race. They are, they are intertwined. If you think about, when you think about gun ownership, who do you consider to be the protectors or the patriots or the villains? Right? What images come to your mind? When you think about victims, who do you think are victims that are, are, worth, are worthy of our grief? and those who are not worthy of our consideration. What victims do we talk about on television and who do we ignore? And race is intertwined through all that. So the bottom line is if we're going to do something to keep our communities and children safe from gun violence, we have to recognize how, gun, how race influences our, our policies, how race influences our discussion, and how race influences our actions to keep us all safe. And I've seen that on the front lines as a trauma surgeon for decades. You know, I, I, most of my victims have been young black men. And as a black man myself, that changes a person. I see myself in these victims. I see my families in their families when I deliver the bad news. And uh, I just want that to end because these stories are frequently overlooked, ignored. But for all of us to... Uh, be safe in this, we need to recognize that there are some hard truths and discussions we need to discuss or have regarding racism and gun violence. What about for yourself? I have to ask you this question, Dr. Williams, as you kind of reflect on this book and the subject matter. I want to talk about the you part of this. What, what healing happened for you in writing this book? I did not write the book with the intent to heal. I didn't write it wasn't therapy for me. It was something uh, I, I began doing that came out of my own uh, therapy sessions. I, I went through therapy uh, after the mass shooting of police officers in Dallas in July 2016. Uh, three of the officers we, I cared for died, and I just felt guilty. Uh, I felt I let the city down, let people let their families down. I felt I let the Dallas Police Department down, and I just could not shake that. During my therapy sessions, my therapist said, hey, you need to go revisit that night and write about it. And initially I refused, uh, but once I did, it, it unlocked a lot of stuff for me. And from that, it grew into this book. 
which I decided, okay, I need to turn this into something that will. I mean, I had grand ambitions, Cyrus. I really had grand ambitions with this book for something that would be timeless and would inspire many to, to action. And that's the therapeutic part is being in these discussions with strangers about how we, what we can do to create, you know, simply create a better world. That's the therapeutic part of all, of all this. Love it. Well, it is definitely a powerful read. I definitely want our audience to pick it up. And I think regardless of, you know, even if you're, you think the aspect of healthcare is not of particular interest to you, I think the way that Dr. Williams wrote this book, and let's just saying it because he's here with us, um, it really brings you in, and it makes it real. And, and Dr. Williams, I have to say for myself in, in doing the show over the years, the, what I, it has taught me in a book like this teaches me is to stop thinking of people as numbers. I think so many times we hear these numbers of this amount of people were shot, this amount of people died, this happened to this amount of you know, people, you know, this disease. And when, what you did to me was humanize that. And I think a lot of us, I think we lose that because we hear so much these days. I think a book like this reminds us that we're talking about people. You know, and I think and if we think about it that way, it kind of makes it more personal for us, whether we, you know, regardless of our profession, I think. So I want to thank you for writing it from that perspective because it does bring us in. It, it even helps us to look at, at surgeons, doctors as people, you know, something that we don't normally, you know, really do, unfortunately. So I think that conversation is so important. Again, the book is The Bodies Keep Coming, Dispatches from a Black Trauma Surgeon on Racism, Violence, and How We Heal. The book's available through our friends at Amazon.com. You can also get it, of course, through your favorite local bookstore if they don't have it. I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. Dr. Williams, you and I chatted a little bit before we went live here. You said you had a website as well. Let our audience know how they can stay connected with you. Absolutely. You can stay connected with me at my website, brianwilliamsmd.com. I spell Brian with an I, all my social media tags on there. And if you're interested in the uh, congressional campaign, that is Dr. Brian Williams for Congress.com. And if you're going to purchase the book, I just want to give a shout out to all our indie booksellers. Support your local businesses and, and uh, you know, check out the books there as well. And I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Cyrus, thank you very much for having me. We're glad to do it. Thank you again for the time. Really appreciate that. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. And let's go make today amazing. Take care.